there, nine-month marathoners. Welcome back to season two of the Pregnancy Perfect podcast. I'm Kayla Geddes, and I'm your new host. My thoughts and extra energy have been consumed by preparing for this day, and I'm so happy to finally launch season two. If you haven't already, though, I would love for you to listen to the official first episode of season two, which actually features Annabelle, season one host, and me chatting about the exciting changes that happened for the podcast in the last couple months. You'll also learn kind of the basics about me on that episode. Many listeners have had questions about the transition and the changes, so hopefully we can answer those for you on that episode. Anyway, I want to say thank you so much for listening today and thank you for your support and kind words. I read and try to respond to every comment and email, so please keep connecting with me. You can find me at Pregnancy Perfect on Instagram or email me at Kayla at PregnancyPerfect.com. On today's show, I talk with Jenny Wecker, the founder of Fawn Design, a company that makes beautiful faux leather diaper bags for the modern mama. She lives in Lehigh, Utah with her husband and sweet baby girl. Jenny shares the story of her unexpected pregnancy, which was definitely not an easy road for her due to some severe symptoms. But even though it was a rough nine months, Jenny was so positive about the whole experience, which I found really inspiring, and I'm sure you will too. She offers some great advice on balancing a full crazy life as well as the resource that made all the difference for her breastfeeding experience. Be sure to stick around until the end when I'll explain the details of the awesome giveaway Jenny's doing. You will not want to miss it. And I've posted links to the things we discuss on this episode over on the show notes page, which is pregnancyperfect.com forward slash Jenny Wecker. Hey, Jenny, thanks so much for being here today. I'm really excited to chat with you. I'm super excited too. Thanks for having me. So I've already told the audience a little bit about you. Can you take just a minute and tell us a few more details about you, um, such as your age, where you're from, and about your family? Yeah. So um, I just turned 23. Um, My company is Fawn Design. Like Kayla said, I started Fawn Design in January of 2014. Um, I make diaper bags. Well, I used to make them. I don't anymore. I turned the sewing over to someone else, which is great. And, um, I just had a little girl, Georgia, three months ago. Um, and my husband and I adore her and she is the center of our lives now. And it's really great. Awesome. Uh, since we here at Pregnancy Perfect like to refer to the pregnancy journey is our nine-month marathon. We're going to keep along with that running theme and open up with a pre-run stretch of quick, fun questions just to warm us up and get to know you a little bit better. Are you ready? Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Okay. What did you eat for breakfast this morning? I did not eat breakfast this morning. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> are you not a breakfast person or was just You know, happened? it just some days for me are super crazy and I just, it's not that I don't want to. I just almost like forget. And I'm like, Oh wait, breakfast. I <laughs> should have done that. It's hor- It's horrible. I'm trying to be better about that. <laughs> That's funny. Cause I, I just, breakfast is like my favorite meal of the day. So when people say they just forget to eat breakfast, that's like, <laughs> I don't even understand how that it, happens. Yeah. I'm one of those. I, <laughs> it's not, I'm not a big breakfast person. That's funny. What app on your phone can you not live without? Um, yeesh. I have to say probably 
Probably my GPS because I am directionally challenged big time. And my husband always is like, I dare you to not use your GPS. And I'm like, <laughs> why would we do that? We'd just be wasting time. Uh-huh. So I, yeah, I couldn't go anywhere without it. That's funny. That's, I think that's pretty much the reason I have my phone too. So. Yeah, for sure. Sweet or salty? I am definitely sweet. I love, I actually really love sour candy. I'm not like a big chocolate lover at all. Like you pass me the Sour Patch Kids. Like I <laughs> love candy. <laughs> I have all the cavities to prove it too. Nice. It's terrible. <laughs> and lastly, what is your favorite book? My favorite book. This is hard because I really love to read. But I have to say I haven't been able to read as much since I started my business. I just don't make time for it. But I think the book that I read that really like got me to like reading was actually like the Chronicles of Narnia. Um, the first one, the Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe, that book, when I read it, that kind of sparked me to like love reading and I just couldn't stop reading books. So I'd probably have to say that book is up there, but I don't know if I could pick a favorite. Well, that's cool. That's really cool. I like it when people learn to love reading on like a classic. Yeah, that's, for sure. That's really fun. All right. So you mentioned earlier you have one baby. Yes, um, my how little old Georgia. Were, Georgia, yes. How old were you when you found out you were pregnant with her? So I had just turned 22, actually. Okay. So was it a pleasant surprise or a planned pregnancy? It was a very big surprise. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yes. My husband and I weren't really too serious about trying to have kids for a year from when we found out we were pregnant. So we were very, very surprised. Wow. That's crazy. (laughs) Um, So I was going to ask what method did you use? Can I ask if you were like on birth control or? No, I, you know what, in my pregnant, when we talk more about my pregnancy, you'll see, I really struggled with the hormones um, in birth control. So before I got married, I tried it for only a few weeks and it just was not agreeing with me. So I always, uh, is it the the rhythm? Is that yeah. what it, when you keep track? Okay. Yeah. So that's what's the strangest thing is like I kept track for two years, like very, very closely kept track of things. And so that was part of the shock is we just were like, how did this even happen? And like I even looked back at things and I'm like, this like doesn't make any sense. Like there's – how did this happen? Like it was such a shock to oh us because we – I mean, that's what we've been doing for two years and never had, you know, obviously never got pregnant. Right. So, yeah, that was kind of a big surprise, as oh you can imagine. Gosh. Yeah. So were you using something? Were you just using like an app to track it or how, yeah. how were you doing yep. that? Yeah, I would use an app to track it. I I have to think what it's, I think it was called like the pink book or some something okay. like that that I used to track. So huh, that's kind of crazy. Yeah. Obviously, there's a hiccup somewhere, but, you know, <laughs> everything works out anyway. Yeah, so. yeah. I guess it was meant to be. Yeah, for real. <laughs> How did you tell your husband you were pregnant? You know, I always had, like, I guess daydreams of, you know, like, doing something really fun and cute. But I was so shocked, like, because I remember, like, starting to feel exhausted at where I was working 
um, before I was doing fawn full time. And one of my coworkers was like, you should take a pregnancy test. Like you're never like this. And I was like, whatever, like there's no way, you know? And yeah. she was like, you should just take one. And so I got home from work and my husband was home and I was like, Hey, like, you know, so-and-so who I worked with said we, I should take a present pregnancy test since I've been so tired. And he's like, all right, you know, knock yourself out. And I literally like started to scream. I was just like, Oh my gosh, like what has happened? And, and he like came running in cause he's thinking, you know, I was hurt or something. Yeah. And I just like handed it to him and he was like, Oh my gosh, like how did this happen? You know? And, <laughs> I mean, and then I started to cry cause I was so happy and it was, I mean, it was really great. Oh, it was good. It was a really sweet experience, but Definitely not how I would have thought yeah. it would have gone, you know, mm -hmm. but it was great. That's cute. How can I ask how many weeks you were when you found out? I think I was five weeks. Okay. Yeah. That so sounds about right. Pretty new. Yeah. How did you share the news with the world? So this is actually, we pride ourselves in our creativity, but <laughs> we, um, I don't even know how I came up with the idea. Oh, actually, yes, I do. So we like Biggie Smalls, you know, the the rapper. Um, and he um, – I saw like a baby onesie with like his face on it. And I started thinking it would be cool to somehow announce the pregnancy with like Biggie, you know, just like a, just this rapper guy. And so his one of his songs says, you know, I love it when you call me Big Papa. And so what we did was – we both got Biggie Smalls t-shirts like with his face on it. And, you know, we had a picture of my husband and I holding the ultrasound and we put the caption is, um, I love it when you call me Big Papa dot, dot, dot and mama. And then we put, you know, baby Wecker coming April 2015. And so we posted that on Facebook and Instagram for everyone. So That's it was, so it was fun. pretty funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is definitely a new one. I've, Never heard of anything like that. Yeah, we wanted, we really like wanted to do something that we hadn't seen before. And it's always yeah. hard to do that. But everything out there, I mean, there's some really cute stuff, but everything I was seeing just was not our personality, mm -hmm. just kind of cheesy. And him and I are so far from that. And so we're like, we have to do something that <laughs> is so us. And so that's what we came up with. That's so cute. I love that. If you can describe your first trimester in three words, what would they be and why? I, <laughs> um, mine would have to be all three, the same word. It'd be throwing up, throwing up, throwing up. Oh no. <laughs> Lots of throwing up. And I wish I could say that the throwing up only lasted my first trimester, but it actually lasted until after Georgia was born. Oh so, my gosh, no way. Yeah, yeah. It was a lot of throwing up. <laughs> wow. So every day or yeah, Sundays? Um, it was every day. And at the start, probably till halfway through my second trimester, I mean, it was like eight, eight to 10 times a day. It oh was, my gosh. Yeah, it was a lot. So did you ever have to be hospitalized for that? Yeah, you know, I... I went to the hospital once for it, like at the very start, because we weren't really sure. Like we knew, like, obviously I was sick, but we didn't know. We wanted to make sure everything was okay. And I mean, everything was fine. They just were like, you know, obviously you're just having a really hard time with the hormones and everything. But 
from that beginning, you know, when my doctor realized like how hard of a time I was having, I was always on his radar a hundred percent all the time. So I would go in every once in a while for like IV fluid treatments just to make sure I was hydrated and everything like that. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. We're, was there anything in particular that made you throw up like any foods or like not was, eating enough or what? It was any, it was really anything like it, it, that was, it kind of threw my doctor for a loop in just the way that he was like, I haven't dealt with someone this sick in a really long time. Oh, man. And so he always, his advice to me was just, if there's something that doesn't upset your stomach, eat it and eat it until you're sick of it. Because he just wanted me to be getting as much calories as I could. But there were definitely things that made me way more sick than others. But it, it almost was kind of at a point where it didn't matter what it was. It was just kind of like, all right, how long do I have until I'm going to throw all of this up? So gosh, it was, it was quite the adventure. That That is for sure. Well, did you lose weight that? Yeah, I actually lost, um, I lost 20 pounds. Um, yeah, by the time I was in my second trimester. So I was, I looked very strange because I was pregnant and I had, you know, a tiny little belly, but then I just like, I almost felt like I looked like a skeleton sometimes like my body just looked really, it looked really unhealthy. So, yeah. So what, what were some of those foods? Like what made it worse and what were some of the things that you could stomach? Eggs Eggs were bad. Oh my gosh. Even like I couldn't eat, and this is ridiculous, but if people would talk about eggs, like I would feel sick to my stomach No, and like just the smell of them. Mm -hmm. And at the time, we were living with my parents in their basement. And <clears throat> sorry, my my stepmom would cook eggs almost every day <laughs> oh for her gosh. and for my little brothers. And I just, I would smell them and I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm going to die. Like I'd have to like hide out in the basement until yeah. they like were done and cleaned up because it would just make me so sick. Wow. What were some of the things you could eat? <clears throat> Um, I ate a lot of Taco Bell bean burritos really, (laughs) because, and it wasn't really so much that I could handle them, but it was one of those foods that was cheap and it didn't hurt to throw up. That sounds really gross, but you know, not eating anything really sharp because it would be, you know, a lot worse. (laughs) Oh gosh. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, besides that, did you have any other symptoms? Um, Yeah. I mean, I was pretty tired at the start, like I had said. Um, and that's how I kind of sensed I was, um, possibly pregnant. Um, but that definitely wore off, um, probably by the second trimester. Um, and I would get, I would get, um, headaches here and there. Um, I, my sleep was really, really struggled. I, you know, just felt like I had insomnia. I couldn't, I I don't know if it's because I was anxious, but I just had a really hard time sleeping during my pregnancy. I was always waking up in the middle of the night and I just start doing a bunch of stuff because I couldn't sleep the whole time. Pretty much. Yeah. That, but the the great thing is, is Georgia sleeps through the night. And so I have just been able to sleep again. And so it's been really good. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know if it was like I was saying, if it was nerves or what, but I mean, I would wake up at two in the morning and not go back to sleep mm-hmm. for some reason. And so I just would like, all right, well, I guess I'll start doing some sewing or 
I will go organize the pantry. Yeah. <laughs> it drove my husband crazy because I was never very quiet and wouldn't really <laughs> tiptoe around. I, uh-huh. He'd always say it sounded like a marching band was going on because <laughs> I wouldn't be very re- respectful of him <laughs> trying to sleep. I feel bad about it now, but at the time I didn't really notice. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Did you have any friends or family suggest remedies that helped relieve any of your symptoms? Yeah, you know, I had so many different the biggest one was ginger, obviously. That's like a big one that people say, and that did not help me. And actually now like the thought of ginger ale, I'm like, ugh, no, thank you. <laughs> I tried every form of ginger there is and it just did not no, help. No. But I tried a couple different medications um as well and They, towards the end, they helped kind of slow things down, but there usually was a side effect to them. Oh. And that was, that was hard. So it was like, I maybe wouldn't throw up as much, but then I'd have a migraine, you know, or, you know, I wouldn't be throwing up as much, but then I would be extremely constipated, you know? Mm -hmm. So it was kind of one of those, it was kind of a trade-off of which would I rather have. Yeah. So I think a lot of people when they would talk to me, they just were kind of really surprised that I was having such a difficult time that they didn't even really know what to suggest, you know? Right. But they always were very much like, if you need anything, please let me know. So that was at least good. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Did you and your husband decide to find out the gender of your baby? We actually did not. Oh. We did a surprise. So, which a lot of people nowadays are like, what for your first kid? How did you do that? (laughs) Yeah. We just decided that, you know, either way, it was going to be a beautiful baby and why not be surprised? Wow, that's cool. Um, Did you have like an inkling one way or the other? Did you have a You know, I for sure from the start, I thought the baby was a girl. Mm -hmm. I just always did. Um, Anytime I would have dreams about the baby, it was always a girl. Um, So I was pretty much... I mean, it felt so strongly that I was like, it's going to be a girl. But, you know, I guess you hear that all the time from people. Yeah. But people would come up to me and be like, you're for sure having a boy. Oh. And I'm like, all right, we'll see, you know. And, you know, then she ended up being a girl. Uh-huh. So, so but, did yeah. you not even really feel surprised when she did end up being a girl? I I think yes and no. Like the surprise, like the anticipation of it definitely like kicked in. But yeah. I think definitely like my motherly intuition was like, I always knew it was going to be a girl, (laughs) Uh you know, but my husband would always kind of joke like, you don't know, like, (laughs) stop. What are you talking about? You don't know what the baby is. Uh And I'm like, I'm telling you, it's a girl, you know, we can bet on it. (laughs) Yeah. But, but he'd always joke. So it was kind of funny. Yeah. So choosing how we care for ourselves and our babies are very personal decisions that we make as mothers. How did you go about choosing a healthcare provider for yourself during pregnancy? Um, so this something actually really interesting is, um, so when I found out I was pregnant, I at the time was seeing a chiropractor pretty regularly. A lot of it was because of the amount of time I was sewing and working, like my back would really bother me. So, um, I told him, he was one of the first people I actually told because I went to him every week and I knew like, we kind of have to change how. I got adjusted because of it. And he said to me, he said, so what, what's your plan? And I was like, what do you mean? What's my plan? He's like, well, with your birth, like, are you going to have a natural birth? Are you going to get an epidural? And I was kind of like, oh, I, I mean, I think I'll get an epidural. And he was like, what do you mean? Like you, 
do you not know? I was like, well, I didn't really know that there's really much of an alternative. That's just kind of what I thought everyone did. And he said to me, he's like, I want you to go home and I want you to research it and decide. And he's like, and when you come back next week, I want to hear what you have to say. And I was like, okay. So <laughs> I went home and, you know, I kind of started reading about different types of birth and I really kind of connected with doing a natural birth. I just felt like kind of how I live my life that that was what I felt like would be, you know, in accordance to what I'd feel the most comfortable with. And so that's kind of the route I took. And so I actually went and toured a birth center and met with some midwives, um, you know, and they, they were super great, but they were kind of concerned with how sick I was. They were a little bit hesitant, you know, to really want to see me because they felt I wasn't a high risk pregnancy at the time. They felt like, you know, eh, it's a little bit iffy just with how sick you are. And so, um, I actually decided to meet with the OB, my OB who I'd been seeing just for regular visits. I decided to meet with him and kind of tell him that I wanted to go the natural route. And I was kind of ready to battle, you know, and be like, you know, I know how you feel, but this is what I'm going to do. And he actually was super supportive. And, you know, he's like, if you want to do the midwife, that's totally fine. He's like, I mean, obviously, I think with where you're at in your pregnancy, it'd probably be best if you were under my care, just because of how sick you are. And, you know, it was a hard decision. My husband, and I really talked about it. And, you know, we just both felt like I needed to have the baby with a doctor in the hospital. Um, and, you know, as my pregnancy progressed, and I was a lot more sick. And then I ended up, uh, she was laying on my, one of my kidneys for quite a while when I was still not very far along. It, it was kind of starting to cause some problems and they were worried about, you know, how my kidney was going to function. And so I was really glad that the doctor was, you know, working with me. And then I also found out probably I still had about, hmm, like five months left. Yeah. My pregnancy that I had a short cervix. And so, um, I then at that point was at risk for preterm labor. And so, you know, as we look back, we're super grateful. That's the decision that we made just because, you know, we later found out kind of some different obstacles that, you know, happened. And we're glad that we had the doctor that we had. That's great. Yeah. And cool that he was supportive of, you know, the, your preferences and the things that you wanted to do. Yeah, he was, he was super on board. And, you know, he did say to me though, is he just wanted to me to, for me to have an open mind, mm -hmm. um, which, you know, he kind of said it to me as, you know, I, your pregnancy doesn't look anything like what you thought it would. He's like, so you have to kind of take a step back and consider your birth might be that way as well. And so... I was really glad he, he said that because he didn't say, you know, you might want to plan on things going this way. He just said, I want you to be open to whatever happens. Mm -hmm. And so I, instead of being kind of having the attitude of absolutely not, I'm not going to get an epidural or I'm not going to do this, I'm not going to do that. I tried to be very much as this is how I would like things to go. But if things don't go that way, I need to be okay with getting the help that I need and do what's best for me and for the baby. Yeah. That's great because ultimately that's the priority. 
Yep. Safety. So pregnancy comes with a growing baby and belly, which means our usual wardrobes are basically unusable with the exception of maybe some yoga pants or pajamas. In regards to maternity clothes, what were your struggles? Well, I mean, for me, so I, by the time I like delivered, I was back about, my weight was more what I started at. So oh my gosh. for me, I didn't have a lot of that um, the problems, you know, like with things fitting. I can wear most, I know some people are hating me right now, but I could wear pretty much everything of my own the whole time. Towards the end, I did get some maternity jeans. And it was one of those things I wish I would have done sooner because they were just so much more comfortable, you know, but they still look like jeans, Mm -hmm. you know, but they don't have the regular waistband. So I definitely wish that's one thing I would have done sooner. But I would, my approach kind of as I had more of a belly was, just to size up on things and try and get more flowy shirts. I wasn't really into wearing really tight clothes. That just isn't me anyway. And so I didn't really do that so much when I was pregnant. My husband liked when I would wear tighter shirts because he just loved my belly and always mm-hmm. loved to touch it. It was <laughs> it was really it was really sweet and cute. But yeah. I always was just like, I just feel really uncomfortable and really hot. So I don't really want all this stuff touching me so close. Yeah. Yep. That makes sense. Did you, so did you have any like favorite items that, or one favorite item that lasted you your whole pregnancy? Yeah, I bought, um, I actually got it on eBay cause they're expensive, but I got a dress from free people that was, it's pretty long. Um, and has like quite a bit of fabric throughout the skirt. And I mean, it's such a nice, like breathable fabric and it's just such a pretty dress and I got that at the start of my pregnancy and ended up being able to wear it the whole way through and it was just something that like I always felt really good in and it was really flattering and then even when I did end up having more of a belly I still felt like it was super flattering and I always got lots of compliments on it and people always thought like oh is that maternity I'm like actually it's not (laughs) you know and so but it totally fits well and even if you know, someone who was a little bit bigger than I was, it would still fit just like that and would just be really flattering. And I really love it. And actually, they Free People comes out with that same dress every season and just changes the print. So it's one of those ones that's always available. Yeah, it's a little bit pricey, but I found mine on eBay. And so I'm always looking for that same dress and other prints on eBay. Yeah, that's awesome. Have you found it since? I I found a couple that I've liked, but they've still just been a little bit too expensive. So I just kind of, I check it regularly and just kind of wait and hope. And when it's a good price, I know I'll just, I'll just bounce and I'll just get it right then and there. Yeah. No questions asked. (laughs) Well, we'll have to, if they have it on their website right now, we'll have to. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. What were your eating habits? We talked a little bit about it, but. Yeah. Um. A big like lifesaver for me was actually soda, which is, you know, there's a lot of frowns and things on that. But my doctor (laughs) for me was just like, I want you to be drinking as much soda as you can if that is going to help you gain some weight Mm -hmm. and then get some calories in. So, I mean, Dr. I I joked that my baby was blood would be Dr. Pepper because (laughs) that really like kept me going a lot of times. Um, 
So definitely had, you know, my Dr. Pepper. I tried, you know, I try and eat pretty healthy, um, but I really didn't crave healthy foods. So like, especially being sick, there's nothing worse than eating something that doesn't sound good. Oh my gosh. And so that was hard because I knew like, okay, I need to be eating more salads and, you know, and I would try and it would just be, it would just make me so sick. So yeah, you know, those, those bean burritos, lots of, you know, crackers, just really bland, you know, toast. I didn't have a lot of really exciting meals. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Did you have any crazy cravings? You know, um, I really loved pickles. (laughs) I, and those, I, man, that was rough. I one time ate like half of a jar and like drank a bunch of the juice. Oh my gosh. And it made me so sick. Really? And that, and that was a horrible experience. Cause I think I'm pretty sure we were at like my a family member's house and, and we like had to leave. Cause I'm like, I do not want to throw this up in their house. Like yeah. it will smell like pickles. Like that's embarrassing. <laughs> so I was like throwing up in the front yard, like oh, behind a bush. No. And it was just like the acidity was horrible. So I was like, oh, I'm never eating these again. And I, the next day, I think I had another pickle. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that's impressive. Yeah. Usually the, I throw up, I can't eat for years. years Yeah, I know. But that was one of those ones. Desperate for calories. I know. And the salt, I think it was like the salt for sure. Uh And I, I did drink a lot of lemon lime Gatorade too. Um, That was something that I could, for the most part, it if I didn't drink it too fast, I could keep a lot of it down. Oh, okay. Um, so I always like if you opened our fridge, it was just like two shelves, just lemon lime Gatorade and then <laughs> Dr. Pepper. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Did you have a pregnancy scare or anything unexpected happen to you? Um, no, other than kind of how I was mentioning with kind of my the short cervix situation was we really weren't expecting that and I It was kind of one of those points where I was like, I feel like, you know, I've been so sick for several months and now, you know, I'm a little bit more at risk, you know, of having the baby early. And so that definitely, definitely kind of, it didn't scare us, but it just made us go, okay, we need to be really aware of how much time I'm spending on my feet and just be really good about listening to how I'm feeling. And anytime things, felt maybe not normal. I don't like the word normal. Maybe didn't feel um, typical to what I've been feeling. We immediately would call my doctor or go in. We just didn't want to like take any chances with things. Right. I I don't know that much about like the short cervix oh. thing. Can you, do you want to talk yeah. more about that? Yeah. So, um, you know, your cervix is I mean, I can't remember what the measurement, but they measure it um, when you have ultrasounds and that kind of tells them how, you know, like when you're farther along, how ripe your cervix is, you know, like how soon you can go to labor. So for mine, mine was measuring smaller than what most people's measures. And so their worry is with the weight of the baby as the baby grows that it won't be able to hold, you know, the baby in for as long as it the baby needs to be in there. And so, you know, that with that, usually 
depending depending on the measurement, you're like on immediate bed rest for most of the time. Oh. And so for me, because mine was mine was short, but it wasn't it was kind of like it wasn't too short, but it wasn't where they wanted it to be. Uh-huh. So when they found that out, I was immediately on bed rest. And then as I would get checked every single week, um, instead of, you know, the I see, I don't even know what the typical thing is because from when I was my first appointment at 12 weeks, I saw my doctor every single week just because of how sick I was and then the kidney stuff and then the cervix. And so it was like, like I said, I was on his radar, like every single week coming in, just checking, make sure everything was okay. So every time I'd go in, I actually had to have an ultrasound every time because they would measure my cervix and just see how it was doing. Mm -hmm. And so after the first few weeks of them finding that out and they saw that nothing was getting worse, they kind of like let me not be on such strict um, bed rest and I could, you know, do X amount of stuff a day, you know, be on my feet this much a day. And luckily the job I was working at at the time, they let me do it from home so I could stay in bed and, you know, spend my uptime, not at work, but after work doing more of my business stuff. Right. How many weeks were you when they figured out that you had a short service? Uh, I, I'm trying, that was the one thing I'm like, Oh, <laughs> been trying to think since I, um, knew I was going to be on here. Cause I know that's kind of a significant thing that not a lot of people know about. And I was like, when yeah. was that? But I believe I still had around five. Yeah. Like five months left. Okay. And so, I mean, it was, it was a long time of having to take it easy. Yeah. That that was really difficult for me because I am a very, you know, I live a very busy life. I'm a go-getter. I like to get lots of things done in a day. And so for me, and I like to exercise. I couldn't exercise at all. And it was it was definitely like, it was humbling for sure to have to really like take things back a notch. Yeah, I bet. So did your life consist of a lot of Netflix at that point? Yeah, lots of Netflix. I really love Lord of the Rings and I get embarrassed to admit that sometimes. (laughs) But so lots of Lord of the Rings over and over again. I'm still not sick of it. But you know, that was just the way it goes. Yeah. Um, I was gonna ask if you exercise while you're pregnant, but that kind of answered our question for us. Yep. Did you do it before that? You know, I tried to, but with being as sick as I was, um, it was just, it was way too difficult because anytime I'd kind of get my heart rate going and things, I just would feel super sick. So even when I semi could, I just did not feel up for it. And yeah. so that was definitely, that was definitely hard. Cause I, I really do like to be active and hike and do things. And I just really couldn't. That's crazy. That's too bad. Pregnancy has so many ups and downs, and we all know that includes our own weight when it comes to making a healthy baby. So how much weight did you gain overall? I don't know how you want to add that um, up, considering you lost 20 pounds. Yeah, so I yeah I lost the 20, and then I think, yeah, by the time I delivered, I think I'd only gained about 5 pounds. So, I mean, I guess technically I gained 25 pounds. 20 of it I had already lost. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I ended up coming out like being 
five pounds heavier than when I started. So, yeah. Okay. What's the most surprising change that your body made that you either liked or didn't like? Um, man, this is, that's hard because my body from like when I, you know, started to be sick and was losing weight, it just did not look familiar. And then to have like this belly, it just did not look familiar to me. You know, I was just felt like I'd look at myself and I'm like, who is this? Like Mm -hmm. whose body is this? But I definitely loved, I loved having my belly. Um, and I think too, when the baby starts to kick, like that's just for me, like, you know, my pregnancy was, was really, really hard, but that was something that really kept me going is like Georgia too was so active. Like I remember, you know, the first few times I felt her kick and then, you know, obviously the, the older she gets in there, like she kicks more and more. And my doctor would always say, okay, like, you know, have you been keeping track, you know, kick counts and all that. And I'm like, there's not really a time when she's not kicking. And so, (laughs) you know, she, I can always feel her. And so for me, like just having my belly and looking at it and being able to like feel her really like kept me going on a daily basis. And so that's, that's something like I totally cherish and I don't really, I like, I don't miss it because of like, I'd much rather have her on the, on the outside than on the inside. But I definitely like, I loved that part of being pregnant for sure. Yeah. Very cool. You said you did work while you were pregnant and that you were able to do it at home once you were put on bed rest. Did you, when did you stop working? So I, um, so I worked for a dentist, um, for three and a half years and I did dental assisting. And so when I got pregnant, um, they started having me do kind of some insurance stuff, putting insurance stuff into the computer. And so I made that transition and did that at home. And at night, it was when I would do all my fawn design stuff. So, um, I mean, I really essentially have been working two full-time jobs for quite some time. And my plan before Georgia was born um, was actually like to continue doing both because they were like, yeah, we can let you work at home for a little bit if you want. And then you could still do the insurance stuff and come in the office and you could bring her. And so my plan was, okay, I'll just keep doing both. But during my pregnancy, my business skyrocketed. And I mean, it like when I look back at when I was first pregnant, so I guess it's been, yeah, over a year where my business was then and where it is now, it's just, I mean, it's a whole different deal, which is amazing. And so by the time Georgia was actually born, I uh, was actually able to quit my job with the dentist and just do fawn full time. So um, I didn't really take much of a break. She was born and then a week later I listed bags online which was dumb I (laughs) that was not well I didn't realize how many bags I would sell Mm because I had been out of stock for quite a while and my shipment uh, bags finally came in and you know I put a, a number of bags up on there that I thought would take me months to sell and I sold them in like three hours. Oh my gosh. Are yeah. You kidding me. So I had just had a baby a week ago. Luckily, my mom was in town and my aunt and two of my cousins. 
And they came over and helped me box and ship all these bags out of my house. And I just don't know how, like, how we would have done that without them. It was such a blessing. But I was just, I immediately was like, this was a bad idea. Why oh did I gosh. do that? I don't recommend that to yeah. anyone. <laughs> <laughs> well, what can you say? You're I know, an it, ambitious, ambitious person. Yes. Well, and you know what? Honestly, since the second she was, like, laid on my chest after she was born, I felt a thousand times better because I'd been so sick for so long that literally I was like ready to go. Like oh my God. right after I had her and you know, everyone's like, okay, like <laughs> take some time, relax. Uh-huh. And I just was like, no, like I finally can like yeah. do things. I just want to go and eat whatever I want and just run a marathon. I just was so ready to like get out and get doing stuff again. Wow. So do you plan on going back to work or just you're just going to focus on your business? Now? Yeah, you know, my business is doing really, really well. Um, and so that is what I'll be doing. I mean, I I do it more than full time. It It's all day. But um, I hope that I'll be able to cut back on some of the things. We did just get a fulfillment center. Um, so they are in charge of packing and shipping all of my oh, bags good. so you don't yeah. have to do it like out of your garage anymore yep and I mean it was just I mean our house looked like a post office because there's just <laughs> boxes and labels and this and that everywhere mm-hmm. and just bags were taking over everything and so it's been super nice and that's actually freed up a lot of my time and so I can focus more on um, customer service and marketing and other things like that but I definitely I mean, I get up at four in the morning and I go to the gym um, and then I work on stuff all day long and and take care of Georgia. Obviously, she's number one and she gets her needs, her, her needs, her needs get met first. And then, you know, the other stuff comes second. And then when my husband gets home from work, he helps with her so I can do more work stuff and I try and go to bed early, but a lot of times I find myself up pretty late answering emails or doing other things, cleaning, and then get up and do it again. So, Wow. That's pretty inspiring. <laughs> That's amazing. I'm, you know, I, I always like, some people think I'm kind of, you know, crazy because I'm always just going, but like that's my life has never felt more fulfilling mm-hmm. um, than being a mom. Whew, man, I just got kind of emotional. Um, being a mom has been unbelievable and it's nowhere near compared to, I mean, my business is great and it's, and I'm always so blessed and feel so, I just, I like, I can't even describe how my business makes me feel, but being a mom tops that, you know, by, I can't even express, you know, and it's crazy because when I was pregnant, I felt on such a high for my business a lot of times, but man, having a baby just is such a game changer and you really, it really puts into perspective what's important. Um, And obviously my business and my customers are important, but Georgia is number one and Cole and Cole's He's pretty close to number one too, but he knows he's kind of second place. But I'm second place to him right now too anyway, yeah. so it's fine. But yeah. yeah, I I always – though doing both is so fulfilling and I, and I always tell people that you don't just have to pick one or the other. I think we live 
in a time where we think like we have to pick. We we either are going to be a business owner or have a career or we're going to have kids and stay home. But it, I think I want people to know you can do both and you can make it work. And you know what? Some days are harder than others. And, you know, sometimes I just decide I'm not going to do anything today and I'm going to lay in bed with the baby all day. And we do. We literally, my husband leaves for work, we're laying in bed and he comes home and we're in the exact same place <laughs> wearing the exact you know, the exact same thing. Yeah. But sometimes that's what Georgia needs, but sometimes that's just what I need. I just need to like totally not respond to things and just be in the moment. And I think if you take those times and really listen to yourself, but also listen to your, your child and, you know, you know, what's best, you can really, you can really do anything that you want to do. And I hope that that's what people take away from my story is that you don't just have to do one or the other. You can, you can do everything you want to do. Yeah, that's very cool. Um, on the other side of that too, I think, I mean, back to when you said some people think you're crazy cause you can just go and go and go. I think there's something to be said too, for like finding, finding your thing, like finding your calling and like really internalizing it. And I think I think when we do that and really find our place, I think we have all like all the energy in the world to do it. Yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, I'm, you know, like I said, I've sewn my whole life, but it wasn't until, you know, I decided to do diaper bags and I designed it and I saw that there was, there was like really like a need and a want for my product. And then I was like, oh my gosh, like this this is what I was meant to do, you know, mm-hmm. the, and so that's, yeah, when you find that niche, I'm always like, run, take yeah. it by the horns and go because yeah. some people, I think they let that pass them by. They're really passionate about something, but they just, the fear and all those things get in the way. And then, you know, they sit back and they're always like, man, I wish I would have, I wish I would have done that. I wish I would have, you know, and I try really hard to live in the now. Um, Obviously, you know, I prepare for things in the future, but I, you know, I do take things day to day. Um, That's the only way I think to stay sane, really. But I just, yeah, I think it's so important to really like to find that thing that gives you fulfillment. And, you know, so at the end of the day, you feel, you feel good about the life that you're living. You know, I'm really big on don't, don't have regrets. Yeah. You know, we have this, this is the only life we have and you should really live it to the fullest. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the world needs more people who are, I mean, as passionate as you, I would say. <laughs> I appreciate that. That, that really means a ton to me. Cause I, that, I don't know. I, I try really hard to be my myself and be genuine. And that's one thing that I'm, I am really passionate about is, is, is being passionate about things, you know, mm-hmm. and I want, I want other people to, you know, hear hear what I have to say or uh, look at my story and say to themselves, like, you know, I'm so passionate about this. I'm going to do that. You know, Jenny inspired me that I can do that too. Mm-hmm. You know, I that's something that I really hope, you know, people can take away from me. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I'm sure they will. <laughs> I'm already like planning my goals in my head like what else can I do better that's so (laughs) great I I love that yeah all right well um let's see I feel like we're kind of rewinding here for a second how would you describe your second and last trimesters 
Um, so yeah, this, I mean, the second, the second I was still, you know, pretty sick. So I honestly, this, the second trimester kind of feels like a blur. I don't, I think I was at the thick of things and I just was like, just get me to the end. And then by the time I was in the third trimester, I was kind of like, whoa, time is flying. Like, I feel like this baby is coming any day. And I still had like 12 weeks, you know, and I'm Mm -hmm. like, man, it's kind of getting down to the wire. Um, also too, with like my bags, my shipment of bags from my manufacturer, my first manufacturing order was, um, a month late. And so towards the end of my pregnancy, I was getting really nervous because I knew I had all these pre-orders I had to send out and then I knew I was going to have a baby. And so my last trimester was just a lot of stress. I was really feeling a time crunch of like, I have all these people I don't want to disappoint, but I'm also going to go into labor any minute. So, um, the, I definitely think the last trimester I was really stressed. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. I can imagine. Did people end up being understanding of that? Um, you know, I've been really lucky that a lot of my customers have been very, very positive and very supportive. You know, you get the handful of haters and, yeah, you know, you just kind of, you, <laughs> that's a hard, that's a whole other thing, but you just try and take it for what it's worth and just not reflect on it and move forward. And that sometimes is a hard thing for me to do. My husband is so great of just, you know, kind of talking me through it. And, you know, his whole thing is like, you know, if you have haters, that must mean you're doing something right, you know, because you always (laughs) have to have, there has to be some negativity with good things. And so he's always really positive and keeps, you know, keeps me positive. And so, but for the most part, I've been really lucky. People have been really great and they were, they were understanding. And when I, had Georgia and I, I posted a picture on my uh, business Instagram and that to this day is the most likes and comments on a picture I've ever gotten. So that kind of shows the supportive kind of community I have there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's great. I'm glad. Did you carry Georgia full term? Yeah, she, which was actually really surprising because we were so worried, you know, I was going to have her early, Yeah. but I, you know, I tried really hard to obey what my doctor told me to do, even though, like I said, I'm a go-getter. So that was really difficult for me, but I had her the day before her due date. So yeah, that's awesome. We were, we were all very happy. Yeah. Yeah. I bet. Was it a vaginal or cesarean birth? A vaginal. And how long were you in labor? So I labored for 13 hours. Wow, that's crazy. Did you yeah, long. Did you end up going into labor on your own? Yes, I did. It was actually really a really funny story. So I ended up having quite a bit of false labor towards probably for the last like month or so. Oh. And so um which my mom had that too. So you know, I was kind of I guess, planning on that. But at the same time, it can be a little scary because you're kind of like, whoa, I'm having contractions. But, uh-huh. you know, my doctor would always tell me like, if you can walk through them and talk, then you're okay. So I'm like, okay. So I tried to, you know, not get myself too worked up. You know, there's a couple of times that I would say to my husband, like, cool, I think this is it. Maybe we should go. And he's like, no, you're talking to me. So I can <laughs> tell right now you're fine. So I'm like, okay. So the day, so we, let's see. So the night I went into labor, we actually went to Chili's for dinner of all places. I don't know (laughs) why that was it because 
you know, things just made me super sick anyway. So that's, you know, yeah, it was just kind of random. I don't know why we went there, but anyway, we're sitting there eating and I all of a sudden felt really sick and, you know, which is normal, but I hadn't really eaten very much at all. And that was pretty quick for me to feel sick. So I thought that was kind of a little bit weird now that I look back, but it hit me pretty hard. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm about to throw up like all over the floor. So I get up and I start to walk to the bathroom and then I'm like, like I need to run. Like I'm about to throw up in the middle of the restaurant. And so I start to like kind of run to the bathroom and I slip on, I don't know if there was something, but luckily I caught myself on a chair that was right next to me that someone was sitting in. It was Mm -hmm. kind of embarrassing. And I just kind of was like, sorry. And I just like kept running and I just went in the bathroom and was throwing up. And actually someone who was sitting at that table that I had almost fallen on the floor came came in the bathroom and was like hey like are you okay I saw you almost fell like and I just was like oh I'm just pregnant it's fine (laughs) I got that a lot in the bathroom Uh a lot of public bathrooms people (laughs) always checking in on me but so I was just like no I'm pregnant I'm fine it's good and um you know so my husband I you know finished up and cleaned up and went out there and I was like you know I think we need to go and he was like, are you okay? That was kind of not, he was like, that was pretty quick that you were feeling super sick. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, I'm kind of having some contractions. And he was kind of like, okay, you know, like same old story as always. And, you know, we went home and they were getting really, really intense. And what really stood out is that I was getting them in my back really bad. Oh, And I went and sat in the bathtub and, you know, and I kind of started to cry because I was like, man, like in my back, I can't get this to stop. And um, we had done hypnobirthing classes. And so my husband like was trying to do some of the counter pressure and all of that. And it just was not, I was like, man, this isn't, this is really intense. And he did not believe me the whole time. He was just like, no, I think this is just like, the regular stuff. And I'm like, cool, I think this is it. And so finally at two in the morning, I, 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 well, I guess at midnight I had texted my doula and I was like, I think this might be it, you know, and I, I've done that a few times. And mm-hmm. so she was like, okay, we'll start timing them. And, you know, my contractions were several minutes apart and they were, you know, they were getting more and more intense. And so, Finally, by two o'clock, you know, I convinced my husband that I was like, we need to go. And so he called my doula, Caitlin, and she was like, yeah, like, especially with the short cervix situation, we need to just go and make sure we get there. And um, I forgot, too, that I tested positive for the strep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So also, I needed to make sure I could get there in time to get antibiotics for that. And so um, we went in at two. And my husband was a little bit irritated because he's thinking this is just me being dramatic. Yeah. And uh-huh. so we get there and they take us back to check, you know, where I'm at. And he, he kind of said to me, he's like, I'm going to be really ticked if you're not going into labor because I get up and go to work tomorrow. And I'm like, uh-huh. I'm telling you, Cole, this is it. And so the nurse checked me and I was already at a five. And mm-hmm. so she was like, okay, like, this is it. You know, we'll admit you to your room. And so I kind of just looked at him like, kind of like I told you so. Uh And he, I mean, he felt really bad. He's like, I'm so sorry. You know, I was like, I told you, like, it was really intense. And he's like, you're just really dramatic though. So it's hard to tell sometimes. (laughs) Oh no. But it was, it was funny. So. 
So how how long from the time you checked into the hospital? So two a.m. How long were you in labor? Like after so that? we ended up being there. I guess we left the house. I guess we got there around like three in the morning oh, okay. by the time we had gotten everything together and went. So, and I had Georgia at 1030 in the morning the following Oh, so day. it's still a while. Yeah. So I, um, and my doula met us at the hospital and, um, I got in the tub at the hospital too, which was nice. The, that helped a lot with some of the back pain, but I was getting really hot in there. That was like probably the hardest part. I wish I could have stayed in the bath the whole time, but I was like getting so, so hot and, um, I actually was throwing up a lot in my labor as oh, well. And so that made it, that made it really difficult to really do anything. Cause mm-hmm. I was, you know, trying to move around and work through my contractions, but I was having a really hard time breathing. Yeah. Um, just cause I was throwing up. Wow. That's crazy. Did you end up receiving pain meds? I, so, um, Georgia was posterior, so that's why, obviously, I was having such intense mm-hmm. back labor. And anyone who's had a posterior baby knows, like, it is intense in your back. Like, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh. I That was the worst part, honestly, was just how, like, I'd contract in the front, and then it would just radiate to my back, and I literally thought my back was breaking. Oh, my gosh. Uh, it was so intense. Um, so that was a big thing, like, with the hypnobirthing is you really need to breathe through your contractions and do the pressure points. And we were doing that, but literally I would throw up and I'm like trying to catch my breath. And I mean, after hours and hours of that, and I just felt like I couldn't get that edge taken off. Yeah. I finally, like my doula kind of got in my face, like got really close and was like, you know, Jenny, you, you have labored, you have labored naturally. Like it is okay. Mm -hmm. You know, it is okay to get some help. Like, and I, and it was hard because I'd been planning on, you know, this natural birth, like this is my plan. And, you know, once she finally kind of said to me, it's okay. Like, you know what it feels like to go into labor. Um, I got an epidural and I was almost to an eight when I got it. And I am oh so gosh. glad I got it because that edge of that pressure in my back finally went away. And I felt like the last, and the, let's see. I probably had the epidural for two hours before Georgia was born. Mm-hmm. And so that last two hours was the best two hours yeah, because I, I could finally catch my breath and not be feeling all that pain in my back. And my throwing up started to like mellow out because the contractions weren't as intense. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I like, I don't regret it for one second. And I'm so grateful for my doula because she really like made me feel like it was okay. Like it's okay to let your plan change. And, and I felt like I made the very best decision for me and for Georgia at that Mm -hmm. point. That's so great. You're my hero. That's all all there is to it. I'm just sitting, I don't even know what to say. I'm just speechless. (laughs) That's so awesome. You're so nice. I appreciate that. (laughs) Um, and not only like for how long you did that without the meds. But I mean, being willing to, like you said, change your plan. I mean, I think that's really hard. Yeah. You know, it, in the moment, it was like one of those like humbling, you know, you just yeah. really have to humble yourself and you just have to do what's best. And, 
And honestly, like after I got the epidural and I, you know, had that moment where I could really just kind of realize what was going on. Cause honestly, I felt like in my head, I was just like in this horrible place, you know, of like, this is so painful. This is so hard. And then I finally could just go, Oh my gosh, like I'm about to have my baby that I have been longing for, for so long. And then, you know, when I, when I actually like had Georgia, I just had like, felt like I had this new energy, you know, that I was like, okay, like I can do this. Like this, when I finally, you know, pushed and stuff, I just felt like, okay, I can do this. I'm pumped. I'm ready, you know, Mm -hmm. and not so exhausted. And I think, you know, if I hadn't gotten the epidural, I don't think that would have happened. I think I would have been so exhausted at that point. I don't know how my labor would have played out from there. And you probably were able, I mean, you were able to enjoy it a little bit more. Oh, yes. Like sit back and like kind of look at things like, you know, from a different vantage point. Yeah. Well, and then right after I got the epidural, uh, my doctor broke my water and actually flipped Georgia too. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that, if I wouldn't have had had an epidural for him doing that, that I could imagine that would not be comfortable at all. So I'm really glad. I did that for that purpose. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I can only imagine. How much did she end up weighing and measuring? She weighed six pounds, six ounces and was 19 inches. And what day was she born? She was born April 23rd, 2015. Cool. What is Georgia's full name? Her name is Georgia Suzanne Wecker. Um, How did you decide on that? Um, I was born in Georgia and lived there for just a couple of years and, um, I just always really liked it there. And anytime I went back, I just liked it. And, um, my husband, and I liked it for a name. And then Suzanne is actually my, my younger sister, Susie, well, Suzanne, she's three years younger than me and we're super close. And, um, so we decided to name uh, her after her. Oh, that's really sweet. I love that. Did you decide to breastfeed or bottle feed? Uh, breastfeed. How come you decided that? Um, you know, I just think everything, you know, everyone says, research says, it's just, if you can do it, that's what's best and all, honestly convenience. You know, I just, yeah. I love that I'm super on the go and I can just hop in the back seat and, mm-hmm. you know, take care of her. But, you know, I definitely know for some that's not, always an option and it's not the best for them but for George and I that was that's definitely been the best thing yeah, for us that's great what how would you describe the experience you know she she with her very first feeding of you know only being an hour old she latched right on I actually saw a lactation specialist um like oh let's see Mark a month before she was or I guess two months before she was born I went to like a beginner's breastfeeding class and I that's one of the smartest things I did as far as preparing for my pregnancy just because I guess in your head you think you kind of know how it works but really like breastfeeding is a lot more complicated yeah and so going to that class really I felt a lot more educated and prepared and kind of knowing what a good latch is and what it's not and that it shouldn't hurt other than, you know, being a little bit tender at the start. And so that really helped a lot for me to kind of be aware. And so, 
ever since then, really, Georgia's been super great, and we haven't had any issues at all. I feel super blessed. Yeah, that's great. Was the class just like through your hospital or something? No, it's actually um, a a lady who's um, in uh, she's in Utah. I can't remember. Was it Provo? She was, or maybe it was American Fork. Anyway, somewhere, um, in that area. Um, and she, she's a private lactation specialist and she's amazing and does like a beginner and an intermediate class that you can go to her house or she'll do like online, like Skype classes. Uh And she has like for going back to work and pumping and all that. She has different classes or she'll do hospital visits and things like that. She's really, really great. That's so awesome. Yeah. What would you say was the hardest part about this pregnancy? Probably just, um, you know, how sick I was. I felt um, mentally it was really difficult to, to be that sick um, and to kind of get through it day by day. And that definitely was the hardest part for me. Yeah. What did you love most about it? I definitely loved um, kind of how I talked about earlier of just being able to feel the baby. And honestly, like, even though my labor was long, um, like, just being in labor was really empowering, you know. And I, I, I think – you know, you're pregnant for this, these nine months and then you finally get to the, you know, like you said, like the marathon, you finally get to the finish line, you know, and it just makes it all feel so worth it. Yeah. I totally agree. That was, that's like the word that I always use to describe mine too. Just like so empowering. Yeah. No, for sure. If you could change one thing about your pregnancy, what would it be? Um, mm, you know, honestly, like I wish I could say I wish I could change how sick I was. Like, honestly, that would be like my first response. But really, like that really helped me in a lot of ways. It kind of it gave me time to really get into perspective of what kind of what's important and what I needed to do um, for the future and for my business. And it, it it just really helped me figure out some of those things. So I honestly don't think I would change it at all. That's amazing. Good for you. What is a book, app, or other resource that you utilized during your nine months that you found helpful and would recommend to other pregnant women? Um, I just recommend getting a doula um, because a lot of times I would Google something or read something and I would get really freaked out that something was super wrong, you know, when it's nothing, you know, it's just normal pregnancy stuff. And so it really helped to have a doula that I could call or text, you know, and she would kind of say, okay, like, yeah, this is probably what's going on. Or yeah, why don't you go ahead and call your doctor or, oh no, you're fine. This is, this is normal. Okay. That's cool. What is one piece of advice you would give to a person who wants to get pregnant or just found out that they're pregnant? I would say to you know, kind of like I touched on, just be open to what your experience could be. I mean, I think we get in our heads of what your pregnancy or what your birth will look like. And mine did not look anything like I thought it would. And so I think just to to have an open mind about, you know, things might not go as you plan and that's okay. Um, And also with, you know, we got pregnant and we weren't really expecting it. And so that really kind of changed the plan, you know, but I think just being really open to what can happen and just trying to 
take things day by day, really. And I know it's so easy to look at like, oh, I'm this many weeks. This is how many weeks I have left. I think it, that can kind of get, that can make it almost worse. And so I think just really trying to live in the moment of where you're at really helps it not feel as long. Yeah, so true. I agree. What are you most excited about next in your life, both personally and professionally? Um, You know, I love just seeing Georgia grow. Honestly, like she's three months now and she already has such a personality. She's totally smiling. She can roll over. And so I really look forward to just seeing the changes she makes from here on out. Um, And then, you know, my business, I have lots of goals and ambitions and I just – I'm really excited for where things are headed. I have a lot of a lot of plans for the future with that and I'm just excited to kind of see where things go. Cool. Are there any more babies in the future for you guys? It's hard to say. We I mean, I think I don't know. We kind of are liking the only child thing. We might be <laughs> only child parents. Uh-huh. Um we've talked about having maybe one more um but we'll probably want to wait till Georgia's at least two or three, just because if I have a similar pregnancy, I really need to be able to have her yeah. um, kind of be able to entertain herself in some ways. Um, but I think, too, we'll probably tap out at two. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Jenny, before we say goodbye, how can my audience find you? Um. So my website is fawndesign.com. It's the best way to remember it is like a baby deer, F-A-W-N. And then on Instagram, it's fawn underscore design. Um, I'm pretty, I still answer all of my Instagram. Um, So if you ask me stuff there, I'm the one who answers it. (laughs) Cool. Well, thank you so, so much for sharing your beautiful and private story with us. We learned so much about you. Ladies, you can find pictures of Jenny, her beautiful family, and any of the links she shared with us today over on the show notes page, which is pregnancyperfect.com slash Jenny Wecker. And you spell her name J-E-N-N-Y-W-E-C-K-E-R. Jenny, thanks again for being here. I seriously had the best time chatting with you. Yeah, thank you so much. That was so great. It felt so good to talk about something I love so much. I really hope you enjoyed this interview with Jenny. I know I really had a great time talking with her. She and I want to hear from you either through email or on Instagram or by commenting on her show notes page. We would just love to hear your thoughts or questions about the episode. And remember, when you visit Jenny's show notes page, not only will you get links to all the things we discussed in today's conversation, as well as her social media links so you can connect with her, but you'll also get the exclusive fun facts about her, such as her favorite person to follow on Instagram, her guilty pleasures and much more that are only available there on PregnancyPerfect.com slash Jenny Wecker. Finally, head over to Instagram today to enter the giveaway for one of Jenny's beautiful bags. Just follow her at Fawn Design and me at Pregnancy Perfect and tag your mama friends who would enjoy listening to Jenny's interview. Looking forward to the next bump day where you'll hear another awesome pregnancy story. 
Until next time, thank you for spending the last hour with me and take care. This has been a Pregnancy Perfect production. Information and materials contained in this episode are presented for entertainment purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of Pregnancy Perfect and should not be considered facts. For such information in which areas are related to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating healthcare problems or diseases or prescribing any medications. If you have any questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified healthcare provider.